Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. It's a gorgeous weekend. We've moved the studio so that we have a view of the outdoors on our patio. Yes. It's, uh, well, yesterday wasn't that nice, but today no, is beautiful. It is. And that makes up for yesterday. Kind of, yeah. All right. Um, on the Disney Parks blog, they have a concept model for Tokyo Disney Sea's new port. That's right. In uh, Tokyo Disney Seas, instead of lands or pavilions, they have ports uh, and they have themed ports. And they are adding a new themed port called Fantasy Springs. And it is going to be an area that is a combination of um, Rapunzel's Tangled area, uh, the Peter Pan uh, Neverland, and uh, the third one is, well, I can't remember this. I'm looking right at it, uh, Arendelle. Okay. Uh, I lost the, the, the name there for a second. I had a senior moment. So they're putting in uh, rides and attractions based on those three lands. It is a fantasy, which is why those three lands can coexist or three areas can coexist in that one land. Uh, they do have an Oaken's, Wandering Oaken's sled ride, which is going to be one of the e-ticket attractions, a roller coaster. Oh, fun. So that does look like fun. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always cool. I really enjoy that when Disney puts out the scaled models. And uh, the park Parks blog posting uh, is a look at the working models that they're using. Uh, and these models are guidelines for when they actually start constructing the land. This shows them what the land will look like. It gives them a perspective for the guests, what the paths will look like, where the attractions will be placed. And uh, very cool to see it come from, you know, sketches to a, a 3D model. Yeah. No, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, definitely a place to visit. True. All right. Um. Disney Hong Kong is helping to deliver a greener tomorrow. That's right. It's a great big greener tomorrow, <laughs> uh, as they would say at the Carousel of Progress. Um, but uh, the Parks blog has been focusing this month on environmentalism and environmental aspects of the Disney company because uh, April is Earth Month. So they are uh, focusing on the fact that at Hong Kong Disneyland, their horticulturists convert green waste to wood chips to improve soil health. Uh, soil health. Uh, so the wood chips serve as a soil conditioner, which helps them to retain soil temperature and moisture, moisture and regulate weed and bacteria growth. Uh, so they take decaying wood and fallen leaves from around the Hong Kong Disneyland Resort each year and create 340 tons of wood chips. So they use the foliage they to do. make wood chips. <laughs> they do. Oh, I love inside jokes. Uh, yeah, I do know that it's foliage. Yes. All right. Um, also uh, related to Earth Month, My Disney Experience and the Disney Play apps have experiences on there that celebrate Earth Month. That's right. As well as on the Parks blog, a special message from Dr. Mark Penning, who is uh, one of the vets at uh, the Animal Kingdom. Uh, but on the My Disney Experience app, you can learn all about different projects from uh, Disney destinations around the world and how you can participate uh, with home activities to help make a difference. Uh, it's everything from creating uh, pollinator gardens to recycling plastic bottles. So, uh, you know, fun things to do. Um, and then in the Disney Play app, there are a series of new mini games um, that focus on animals and sounds and uh, Disney Parks Wild Sights, you can see their new Nigerian dwarf goats uh, from the Kilimanjaro Safaris. And there are also some downloadable wallpapers uh, in the My Disney Experience app, which uh, also feature the Nigerian dwarf goats. Um, and then uh, the Disney 
Parks Play app also has a special edition of trivia all about Earth Day. And these new series of questions will be launched on Friday, April 23rd, which is the day after Earth Day. You think they'd release it on Earth Day, but I guess, you know, people are going to be all busy with their Earth Day celebrations and Earth Day parties. So they, uh, Earth Day parties. That's right. Happy Earth Day. <laughs> all right. Um, Let's talk about the Disneyland Resort reopening. Um, on the Disney Parks blog, they have a foodie guide to all that will be there. They do. Uh, as we've mentioned, it, it seems like way too much. You know, the park's going to reopen April 30th, um, which everyone's very excited about. Um, they are going to be keeping some items from their current Touch of Disney uh event that they are doing. So if you enjoy the half Monte Crisco, the brisket mac and cheese, and the s'mores shake from the festival, they're actually going to be available at the Smoke Jumpers Grill in Disney's California Adventure going forward. Where is the Smoke Jumpers Grill? Um, it is in the California Adventure section over by Soren. It's kind of the hills of California. Okay. Um, up as you're headed up towards Grizzly, was it Grizzly Run, Grizzly Peak? Okay. Um, it's in, in that section. Uh, previously, the, the Monte Cristo has been an exclusive sandwich to Blue Bayou. It's kind of their signature dish and, and what they're known for. So exciting that you'll be able to get a half a, half a serving, half a sandwich. Yeah, because no, it can be – well, it's hard to get into um, the Blue Bayou. It's, right. They're, they're not easy reservations, and it's expensive. Yep. And, like, once you go and you sit down, like, you're going to order, you know, a full meal and everything. So right. it's nice to be able to have that sandwich, which is so well-known, without having to actually go eat at the Blue Bayou. Even yep. though eating at the Blue Bayou is a great experience. It is. Um, now, sit-down restaurants like Lamplight Lounge and Cafe Orleans will be open with limited seatings uh, for guests who have confirmed theme park reservations and tickets for that park on the same date. And in order to improve or maintain their social distancing, um, they're going to be offering mobile check-in and mobile wait list at select uh, full-service locations. So that is good. Um, their dining bookings are going to be reopening on April 22nd. But remember, there's limited capacity, so reservations may go quickly. Um, and you can book your days going, your, your dining reservations going forward at 60 days out in advance at Disneyland.com or with the Disneyland app. Now, would you like to talk about the restaurants that are going to be open when the park uh, reopens? Um, do I? Yes, I was looking. I'm trying to um to look this story up here on my phone so that I can see what you're seeing. Okay. And it's not going terrifically. Okay. Here, you tell me which one's which here. I can see that it looks like they have a blue Dole Whip, which like a Dole Whip with. No, keep looking. I'm talking over here. Looks like they have a Dole Whip with uh, some blue syrup in the bottom, which looks pretty delicious. Oh, thank you. Here there we I go. Am. I found it for her. Yay. All right. Cheryl can't navigate the technology sometimes. No, sometimes it's just tough. All right. Um, so in Disneyland, they're going to have open Bango Barbecue. We went there. They have the uh, skewers. skewers. Mm -hmm. uh, Cafe Orleans, the French Market Restaurant, Galactic Grill, Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor, Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, Little Red Wagon, Market House, Milk Stand, Mint Julep Bar. I think the Milk Stand is what in Galaxy's Edge, right? Mm -hmm. The Mint Julep Bar, uh, Plaza Inn, Red Rose Tavern, River Bell Terrace, Ronto Roasters, um, the Ship to Shore Marketplace, Stage Door Cafe, the Tropical Hideaway, Tune Up Treats, and then um, they're going to have various uh, vending carts. Did you know what they used to have in Disneyland? What? In Aunt Jemima's restaurant. Really? Yeah. 
And then they went nationwide and there was a whole series of Aunt Jemima restaurants across the country. And then in California Adventure, um, adorable snowman frosted treats will be open. Angry Dogs, Award Wieners, Carthay <laughs> Circle Lounge uh, for outdoor dining. Uh, Cochina Cucamonga, Cozy Cone Motel, Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical, Flo's V8 Cafe, Ghirardelli Soda Fountain and Chocolate Shop, The Hollywood Lounge, The Lamplight Lounge, Pacific Wharf Distribution Company, uh, Poultry Palace, Rita's Baja Blenders, Smoke Jumpers Grill, Sonoma Terrace, Studio Catering Company, and then also various carts. All right, quick trivia question for you to see if you remember way back uh, far enough. Um, who are Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical? I don't know. Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical are the three little pigs. Oh, okay. One yep. fiddled, one played the fife, and then the third pig was the practical one. He's the one who built the house of brick. I never really think of them as Disney characters. Right? Well, you know, I'm sure they did a three little pigs cartoon. They did a cartoon, three little but... pigs cartoon, exactly. Um, and then if you're staying on site... Uh, at the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, the Grand Californian Hotel Craftsman Bar, the Craftsman Grill, and the Hearthstone Lounge will all be open. Um, and on- they will only be open to guests staying at the uh, hotel and spa. Okay. Which makes sense. Kind of. Why does it make sense? Well, because it's that much less chance that you have to interact with people. I guess. That's really social distancing. I mean, we haven't seen that really at Disney World until we saw it at the Contemporary when things were really busy, that they weren't letting uh, other people order from their quick service. Right. All right. Um, And then our last story from uh, the Disney Parks blog, um, near and dear to our hearts, the Disney Cruise Line has uh, put together a pop-up store that's now at Disney Springs. That's right. It is in the Marketplace Co-op. And uh, if you enjoy shopping on board the Disney cruise ships when you are on them, a lot of their merchandise is going to be available in this pop-up shop. So if you like the Disney Cruise Line Wave and the Sail Away Minnie Mouse collections, as well as selections from Castaway Key, um, you can get them. You know, they're going to have their typical trendy nautical themed uh, shirts, spirit jerseys, hats, uh, you know, mugs, backpacks, anything you can find on the cruise ship is going to be available in the pop-up store. Um, mugs, magnets, luggage tags, frames. Uh, yeah, I guess they're still making inventory for the cruise line, so they've got to move it. I'm inappropriately excited about this. Are you? No, maybe not inappropriately. In- unproportionately? Inproportionately? Yeah, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but um, overly I'm excited. Overly excited, more excited than I probably should be. Okay. At the fact that they have this pop-up store, just to I don't know, it's going to feel like you're on the cruise because part of being on the cruise, there's not a whole lot to do. So sometimes in the afternoons when there's just nothing going on, you just sort of go in and like wander around the shops, and uh, I think that'll be fun. So I'm- should I prepare to see a big hit on the charge card on the <laughs> Disney card uh, that afternoon? I don't know. It's a little odd, though, to be buying merchandise for a trip I'm not actually on, but I like to look. Well, in other cruise line news, and I know you'll be you will be making a purchase from here, is that just across the way from the pop up store, <laughs> over at Dockside Margaritas, I know going, yes, uh, you can sip on strawberry daiquiris and pina coladas in the traditional Disney Cruise Line embarkation glass. Oh, my. Yeah. So get yourself a little frozen drink. Oh, in one of their cups and and then walk across the way and look at the merchandise. You will be happy, but you can't drink while you walk. 
That sort of loses a little something. You do have to be seated. So you can go into the store and sit down amongst all of the <laughs> I items don't think they'll and let have you a drink that. of your pina colada. <laughs> just get to sit on the floor. Who's this drunk lady? Where's her husband? Why is he in a theme park and she's shopping? Well, it's fun. I think I know what I'll be doing one of the afternoons that you're in the park that I am not. All right. All right. Um, so let's move to Disneyland news. Um, the reopening park guidelines, as we know, are out. And there is a section that address- addresses language. That's right. Uh, you know, there have been some issues with uh, guests yelling at cast members when cast members have asked that they put on their face coverings. And of course, when Disneyland reopens on April 30th, they will have a mask policy in place, regardless of what the remainder of the state of California does. Uh, Disney has been very good with their mask protocols. Um, so they have added a uh, statement, uh, a line into their uh, guidelines, and it says that Disney reserves the right to require a guest to leave if they are, one, not properly wearing an approved, approved face covering, two, using profanity or offensive language towards our cast members or other guests, or three, violating any other park rules. Mm. So they have kind of put, I like the fact that they have put offensive language towards, you know, outside of just the park rules. It, it's giving right. it its due uh, weight. Um, it gives them another reason to be able to throw people out without right. having to justify it. Right. It's like, you're swearing at this cast member. We're not We're not going through this. Yeah, you pulled your mask up. Nobody cares. Right. You swore at her. It wasn't appropriate. Out you go. And you're gone. Yeah. So, so but they do say that, you know, they appreciate everyone's patience and understanding as they navigate through this process as responsibly as they can. Yeah. That's, uh, reopening there's a little rough. I think... However, knowing what I know about Disneyland versus Disney World, that they probably will not have the same amount of issues in Disneyland as they had in Disney World. I think you have a lot of locals, um, a lot of, I think the people are just more respectful. I mean, we've talked before about how in Disneyland they have characters sort of roaming around. It's not this, you know, wait in line for your turn with a character kind of thing like they do in Disney World. And that's because they've been able to do that. It's gone well and people don't take advantage of of things. And, you know, they're able to just sort of stop for a moment, take a very quick picture and move on. Right. um, Whereas they have not been able to make that work in in Disney World. So um, I think maybe they're not even going to really so much need this Language, they probably wish they could have put this language in in uh, in Florida. But You say that you think Disneyland is going to have more locals than they have at Walt Disney World. And initially, that's all they're going to have are locals. Exactly. um, Which is the tough thing about Disneyland, about Disney World, because you're bringing guests in to Florida. The park has a mask policy. And maybe you're coming from one of those states that has had no mask mandate. Yep, exactly. And then you get to Florida. And all of a sudden, you go into Disney World. And you've got to wear a mask everywhere. And you don't want to wear a mask. And well, it's hot and it's right. miserable and all that. Yeah, but um, exactly. So the people coming, they're, they're from California. They know what the mandates are. They know what the risks are in California. They know what a big deal it is that Disneyland is finally open. So at least for the first uh, few months, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Or a few weeks, depending upon how that reopening goes in mid-June. Yeah, even so. At the beginning of these things opening, everyone's just so excited to be there. And you have to be a real diehard mm-hmm. to, you know, to be showing up. At right. the beginning, because it's not easy to get in and, and all that. And there are a lot of restrictions. All right, moving to Disney World. Um, let's go through the let's go through the entire uh, refurbishment construction update list, which is uh, plentiful. It is voluminous, as they say. <laughs> um, our good friend on Instagram, Zach Ridley, has shared some video of the final ribbon being installed on one of the uh, turrets of Cinderella Castle today. And uh, he wanted everyone to know that these uh, that these ribbons that they're putting on 
fit just like a glass slipper. Oh. Yeah, way to, way to go, Zach. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, I don't know if the jewelry, the the beads are done being placed on yet, but it uh, looks like the turret caps are completed, so that is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, over at the Coca-Cola Cool Ship in Tomorrowland, uh, painting still continues. Um, and while we're in Tomorrowland, the People Mover, which we're waiting to open... They have placed a mysterious pole underneath one of the uh, parts of the people mover track. Maybe that's just holding it up. (laughs) And it is not just the fact that they have put a pole, but it is a steel beam. It is unadorned with anything. It is not themed. It is a steel beam. Like... Steel but I don't beams. think it's the the reason that the ride is not working. No, but that's that's pretty weird because steel beams. I mean, that's that's for support. Like, there's mm-hmm. no other reason that thing's there, and it, that's pretty heavy duty. Right. And my apologies. It actually is covered with a scrim, a black scrim. Somebody just stuck a camera in there to yeah. take a picture of it. Right. Uh, over in Epcot, <laughs> excuse me, in Epcot, they have removed more construction walls from beneath Spaceship Earth, so there is more pavement uh, that has been completed. In Living with the Land, additional scaffolding has been erected. Um, you know, it looks like they're doing some work on the roof there. Uh, that is, uh, it, Living with the Land is actually, the backstage section is big enough to put the entire uh, aquarium from Living with the Seas. Hmm. Uh, or actually, Finding Nemo and Friends Pavilion nowadays. I did not know that. Um, in the tra- Ticket and Transportation Center... Uh, they have started repainting uh, kiosks and sections in there with the new blue and gold 50th anniversary I really scheme. like it. The, the blue and gold, that royal blue and gold, it just it pops. It makes everything look so nice and new and fresh. I feel like everything was so faded there before. Mm-hmm. It really looks nice. Well, maybe they will start to paint on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is they kind of need to be painting all the time because mm-hmm. things fade fast. Colors fade fast in the Florida sun. Right. A few weeks back, we mentioned that in Morocco... Uh, they had put up construction walls and they were removing a suggestive uh, photo spot. Um, and what they removed was there was a very phallic looking chimney section in, on one of the buildings. Uh, and they have removed most of the chimney and replaced it with a door. So it just looks like a back door to a building now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. Don't take a picture with the uh, chimney. It's actually a very nice picture spot, though. Go right to the back door. <laughs> Isn't it pretty? Yes. It's a nice backdrop. There's like flowers next to it and everything. Yeah. And over in Epcot, they have filed permits for the show elements at Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it is, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just for the contractors to come in. Um, it's actually brilliant creative fabrication. Uh, so that means they're probably starting work on the interior elements of the ride. So that is, uh, that is fun. Uh, over at the Polynesian, construction continues uh, at a very rapid pace on the roof for the monorail station. Um, monorail station is going to be much larger than it was before. Uh, if you recall going out onto that platform, it wasn't that big. No, and, and it would be if so. If so, sometimes there would be a big like luau happening. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we were there. There was um, a luau with a bunch of business people. So it must have been, you know, they're all down there for some kind of a conference. The company paid for them to all go to the luau. And this thing lets out. And it's a bunch of, like, drunk 20 to 50-year-old men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all let out at the same time. And they're all just, like, crowded onto the platform waiting for a monorail. So that was fun. Right. But, um, yeah, there's not a lot of space there. And if you're there at the time that um, the luau lets out, right. it's and, bad. And there are times when that 
uh, and, and especially now during social distancing, but not in social distancing times when that line would extend back into uh, the, the Polynesian building itself, mm-hmm. which is right over near the Kona Cafe coffee station slash sushi stand. And that's saying something because they're not like single person lines. It's one of those like fill the corral type situations. Right. So right. Uh, that's a lot of people. Yep. But, yeah. And that's good that there's going to be more space. And while we're at the Polynesian, we can also say that the Kiki Tiki's Splash Play area has been reopened at the pool. Oh, good. Uh, so that's been refurbed and uh, painted up a little bit. It's got to be nice to be staying there as part of DVC because you kind of own the place. Like, there's not very many people there. The pools have got to be, like, almost empty. Yeah. You're running the place. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So that is all of the construction going on at Walt Disney World, uh, with the exception of the uh, driving area, the roads around the Ticket and Transportation Center, where they're putting in phase two of their ramps and all that stuff to improve traffic flow. Okay. Let's go over to Hollywood Studios. Um, They are... Going to have a new droid pilot that's going to bring guests between Galaxy's Edge and the Star Cruiser Hotel. That's right. And uh, we the plans for that were released last year, and it's just a modified bus. I'm going to say, so by, uh, so by droid pilot, you mean bus. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, as part of the, the interior of the shuttle, uh, there will be a new pilot, and it is ca- a version of Captain Rex... Uh, who you may remember from Star Tours, who was voiced by, voiced by Paul Rubens, who was Pee Wee Herman. Um, but the new Captain Rex is a female Captain Rex droid. Okay. Uh, so here, you know, it's a diversity and inclusion. There you go. So hey, we are now. This is supposed to be taking place in the future. That's right. We are now bringing a female uh, driver. So, you know, female robot driving the shuttle. Mm. What are you mmming about? Uh, you know how female robot drivers are. Better than male robot drivers? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's big news, but uh, this was all the news we really had for resorts. Uh, I mean, it's I cool. Know. All the it information is. about how they're going to do things for the Star Cruiser Hotel to try to keep people within that, you know, bubble of um, imagination is, it's it's cool what they're doing, the lengths they're going to. Right, and they're actually building a docking station at the backside of uh, Galaxy's Edge um, where the shuttle will dock and the guests will unload and walk right into Batu. So, uh, you know, the park will be closed. You won't see any people in street clothes. It's just going to be cast members and guests in Star Wars gear. So we can put this another way. They made a parking place for the bus. Yes. <laughs> All right. In entertainment news, a script is being written about Cinderella's stepsisters, Drizella and Anastasia Tremaine. That's right. Um, and one of the writers is uh, Kristen Wiig, uh, formerly of Saturday Night Live. And she recently starred as the Cheetah in the Wonder Woman uh, 84 movie. Yeah, okay. uh, she was also in Ghostbusters, uh, the female Ghostbusters. Uh, but Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo, who wrote Bridesmaids, are teaming up to write a movie about Cinderella's evil stepsisters. So what happened to them? It's going to be a musical comedy, and it's going to give you their perspective of the two sisters who did not get a happily ever after. Right, right. Uh, I'm assuming that Kristen Wiig will be one of the uh, ugly stepsisters, or evil stepsisters. They're both attractive, well, I mean, they're both attractive women. I guess um, Anastasia and Gisela aren't necessarily, but I can see them both playing Right, uh, and, and I don't. In that. I don't necessarily know that Anne Momolo is an actress, but uh, Kristen Wiig is definitely an actress and a uh, screenwriter, comedy writer. Um, so you know, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but it seems like you know we're getting movies from different vantage points. 
I think it's fun. I know you're not a huge fan, but, you know, it, for a while there, they were just redoing every movie that had already been done. It was just like, you know, let's remake it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it takes a lot more creativity creativity to go through and, and, you know, make these stories from another perspective. So you're working on a base of a story, mm -hmm. but, you know, you're still ch you're, you're changing it and it has its own, you know, its own feel and it's its own complete storyline. And I would much rather go watch that than a remake of something but i like that there's some familiarity so you already kind of know who the characters are when right. you're going in so it's kind of the fringe element and what it just it seems like a lot of it is just retroactivity and you find out like with maleficent you know it's it's the story of sleeping beauty but it's from maleficent's point of view and then what do you find out you find out that maleficent's really not bad she's she's bad because of the way that she was treated and it kind of takes it off her so instead of being a villain She's like a villain that you care about. But isn't that just the case with humans in general? Like, I feel like very few people are just bad people. You know, they do, they're, they're just people that do bad things, usually because of something that's happened to them, you know, at some other point in life, you know, whatever path that they sort of got led on, where at the beginning was maybe not their fault. So, so. if Hitler had been a better painter... I, I, you know, <laughs> I think Hitler's a pretty bad example, but like I said, there are exceptions where people are just bad people, but... I would say that's the exception rather than the rule. So depending upon how you look at, you know, humans. Right. I I'm, tend to be optimistic about humans. So I think that these stories are, you know, closer to reality than just, you know, somebody's just bad. All right. And and I, I think what we will get from this movie, you know, it will be funny. It will yes. be a comedy. Yes. And you will end up, the sisters will now be liked, which means they're going to be around the parks a little more, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty funny now, they even are. though they're kind of rude. Yeah. Um, but it's just like Cruella, you know, we're getting this Cruella movie in a couple of weeks and all of a sudden you're going to learn that Cruella is not really as evil as you thought she was. Right. And Although I don't know, they're still not portraying her great. And, and this is what you're going to get from the Tremaine sisters now is that, you know, Drusilla and Anastasia, they're just goofy. They had no shot at getting the prince anyway, regardless of whether the, the glass slipper fit their feet or not. They're just awkward and they're a little evil, but. Yeah, I mean, I never really took them to be like truly a threat. You know, right. they're not, they're not really going to hurt anybody. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on then. Yes. Why don't you tell me what's coming to Disney Plus in May? All right. We have uh, some very big shows coming. The first one being The Bad Batch, which is a Star Wars animated series uh, about a group of modified clones that uh, have unique abilities. Each clone has a unique ability, um, and uh, they are on a mission. And that's where this series is going. That debuts. That is one of the few Disney series that will not debut on a Friday. It will debut on May 4th, uh, which is a Tuesday, and that is why... Star Wars Day. May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, so that uh, is the big news. And then there's a new series called Launchpad, which is a series of live-action short films uh, made by film backers, uh, film backers, filmmakers from unrepresented backgrounds. Uh, so, you know, it's just part of diversity and inclusion. Uh, the first six shorts premiering in May are based on the theme of Discover. Uh, so that uh, might be fun. Um, May also brings us additional episodes of Mighty Ducks, uh, uh, more episodes of Big Shot, which is uh, John Stamos's new uh, series, Fantastic Four Rise of the Sur Silver Surfer, which is uh, one of the Fox 
versions of the Fantastic Four. So it's not really in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it is a Star Wars movie, uh, uh, Marvel movie. Um, May 14th brings us High School Musical, the musical, the series, season two, episode one. Um, and we also get X-Men The Last Stand, which once again was a Fox movie. Um, but that's you, Jackman. So how can you not? Uh, how can you not enjoy that? Yeah, gotta um, love him. We get a new episode, a new series called Inside Pixar Unpacked, episodes one through five, uh, on May twenty first. Um, and let's see. Then May twenty eighth brings us the Disney Premier Access debut of Cruella. Um, that is uh, a four pay feature. Uh, as I mentioned, the previous the. Uh, Launchpad series will debut on the 28th as well. And uh, that's pretty it, pretty much it. Except if you're a big fan of Wicked Tuna, uh, season 10 premieres on that uh, on that day. So oh, boy. Lots of good stuff coming to Disney+. Plus. Okay. Uh, in Cruise Line news, the Disney Cruise Line is offering some clarification on their UK staycation itineraries. Yeah, they had listed all the staycations, and then they took a bunch down, and they have actually clarified things now. Um, and it really is just a date range. Um, so the magic, as we know, is going to be in the United Kingdom. From the 15th of July to the 30th of July, they will be sailing out of Liverpool on two, three, and four-night sailings, uh, one four-night sailing. Uh, from the 4th of August through the 30th of August, they will be sailing out of Southampton for two, three, and limited four-night sailings. From September 3rd through 11th, they will be sailing out of Newcastle for two and three night sailings. And then on select dates between the 14th of September and 1st of October, they will be doing two and three night sailings. Um, we mentioned last show that they had canceled all of the Magic's cruises up to October 9th, which makes sense because if they're going to be sailing out of Great Britain until October 1st, uh, they will then be coming back uh, transatlantic. Uh, and repositioning themselves. They were supposed to be in New York City uh, beginning in uh, October. So, um, you know, fingers uh, crossed. I, I guess as of now, they're headed to New York City, and who knows so. where they will go. Will they be sailing by then? We don't know. No, we do not. But if you're in the in Great Britain and you listen to us, uh, you'll be able to start booking these on the 28th of April. I am just excited. Like, you know, there's no way, obviously, that we're going. Um but I'm just excited for people to get on the ship. I'm excited to see what, you know, how they're doing things. You know, I'm sure there'll be reports all over the internet on, you know, what it's like and, and videos. And right. I just, I'm really excited to see, you know, how things are, are starting back. Well, the really confusing thing is that that's 10, oh, 10 days away is when they can start booking them. I just got my signals crossed and I was like, April 28th, they don't even have any crew back yet. <laughs> Um, but I mean, what they're talking July. But they're talking July, so, so they're going to have to. That far away. No, they're going to have to bring crew the crew back at, at some point. And they may have soon. already started on that. Mm-hmm. And it's only for one ship, and it's in the UK, so um, they're a little bit closer. And I, I think they even have quite a few um, cast members from the UK, right? right. So, all right. Um, the bow of the Disney Wish has been floated to the Meyerwerft shipyard. That's right. So the uh, bow, uh, the bow block. Um, was actually built in Gdynia, Poland. Uh, and they put it on a barge uh, along with one other piece of the ship and they float it through the Kiel Canal to the Meyerwerf shipyard in Papenburg, Germany. Um, so it's pretty interesting to see, uh, uh, you know, this big hunk of ship just on a barge out of the water. Um, all of the interior 
exposed, mm-hmm. uh, just headed down the it's waterway. It's It's just a, it's yeah. a, it's a slice of ship. And then when they get it to uh, the shipyard in Papenburg, they will actually weld it together. It's absolutely insane. So it, it's like building a ship like uh, like Legos. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. If you built your Lego ship in like four pieces and then... In multiple countries <laughs> and, and floated it down from your bedroom to the family room. <laughs> All right. Uh, in Universal News... A Grad Bash is going to return for 2022. Yeah, the Grad Bash is an after-hour celebration for high school seniors. Uh, It was not held last year. They've canceled it for this year. Um, And uh, it will be returning in 2022, the company announced on Friday. Um, Also returning in 2022 is a middle school version of the event called Grad Venture. Um, Both of these events feature more than just the attractions of Islands of Adventure and Universal uh, Studios theme parks. Uh, In 2022, um, Grad Bash dates are going to be April 1st, 2nd, 8th, 29th, and 30th, and May 6th, 13th, and 20th for Grad Venture. So if you have uh, kids in school in the Florida area, you can uh, can check that out by going to universalorlandoyouth.com. Well, yay for the juniors, but I feel really bad again for the seniors this year. It's a shame that they couldn't do it. Right. I think it's a little tough because uh, graduations in Florida are earlier than graduations up here in the Northeast. So Mm -hmm. up here, you know, we're looking at, you could probably do a grad bash in, you know, the middle of June, which would give a little more time for everybody to be vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. But I think... um, they probably normally do their grad bash in what, like May down there? Yeah, April and May. Yeah. So, all right. Um, what else do we have? Oh, here. Um, a universal guest who took what didn't belong to him is now um, facing a stay in federal prison. That's right. Fred- Frederick Lewis from Fort Lauderdale purchased 60000 over $60,000 worth of Orlando, uh, Universal Orlando Resort vacation packages uh, between March of 2018 and June of 2020. Um, apparently, though, he had used stolen credit card numbers from 36 different people to pay oh. for these uh, trips. Um, so uh, he was uh, using compromised credit cards. He was arrested at, at uh, Volcano Bay, and uh, Universal had actually contacted the Secret Service when they realized that this guy's account was using Very, multiple right, credit cards. Right. Uh, so they were in on it. Uh, when he was arrested, he told one of the agents mm-hmm. that he knew what he was doing was sketchy. And uh, he said he had been using uh, a website that sells stolen credit card numbers. But, you know, that's just sketchy. Right. Um, so he was arrested um, and sentenced to three years in federal prison. And he is ordered also to pay back $30, uh, $31,000 in restitution to Universal Orlando Resort. And then he will face three years of supervised release. Yeah. I mean, you know, note to criminals... <laughs> Note to stupid criminals, anything that you are um, purchasing that requires you to actually show up and use your real name, probably not the best place to use stolen credit cards. No, but it just goes to show you that crime does not pay. Thank you, dear. Um, All right. In area attraction news, uh, Brewerd County Zoo. Um, Brewerd County is actually located between Cocoa Beach and Melbourne, Florida. Uh, They just welcomed a new two-toed sloth. That's right, and it is uh, the Brevard Zoo. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Your, your V looks like a W it in does. your notes there. Yes. Uh, but the, it's Brevard County. Thank you. Uh, the Brevard Zoo, as Cheryl mentioned, did uh, welcome in a Linnaeus's two-toed sloth. Uh, the sloth has not yet been named or had its sex determined. 
Um, but he was born to 15 year old Sammy and her, her 18 and uh, her 18 year old partner Dustin, <laughs> uh, which are awesome sloth names. Uh, this is the third sloth baby in the zoo's history, uh, but the first one that uh, that this couple has had. Okay. Um, so they are in the Rainforest Revealed exhibit. Uh, there is plenty of privacy, um, but the sloths are in there, and at some point they will determine the sex and make a name. Good. Uh, I like stories like this because they sort of uh, talk to you about attractions that maybe you, you wouldn't have known about, which I wouldn't have known about. And we spend a fair amount of time at Cocoa Beach, you know, when the cruise line is up and running. Uh, there are times when we'll go down before or stay after a cruise and decide not to do Disney World. We'll just do the Cocoa Beach area. Right. And, you know, it's nice to have some other options of things mm-hmm. to do other than sit on the beach. You know, you can do right. the... Um, Kennedy Space Center, which is nice, but that's kind of like the only thing I would think of in the area. Right. So this is a, a nice alternative thing to do. And it's also, it's about an hour's drive from Disney World. So if you're doing one of those long um, trips where you stay in Disney World, but only do a couple of days in the park and fill in with other things, this is a nice day. Exactly. All right. Um, so maybe not a full day um, destination here. Uh, the Titanic Artifact Exhibition, which is on iDrive has added three themed tours, which are led by actors in period costumes. That's right. These tours are 75 minutes apiece and will cost $5 above regular admission, uh, which is $21.95 for adults, uh, 12 and over, and $15.85 for children. There is a Florida discount available on their website. Um, But these three tours are, one, the Ship of Dreams tour, which focuses on the vessel from its construction, uh, to the technical and the technological advances of the time, uh, the Titanic Adventures for Kids, which includes a scavenger hunt that goes room by room through the exhibit, Ooh. and the Heroes of Titanic Tours, which retells uh, personal stories of passengers aboard the ship and their experiences on April 15th, 1912, when the ship sank. All right. So, you know, that's only going to take you a few hours. And so when you have a little time left, maybe you want to go over to the Florida Mall and check out the newly opened Selfie World. That's right. It's Selfie World with no O. Okay. So uh, if you're a fan of rap and you know Juice World, he has no O. <laughs> the Weekend, he has no E in his name. So I don't know why I am Tony, just T-N-Y from, from now on. If you're cool, you would if be. If I'm cool. Um, but Selfie World has opened in the Florida Mall. It used to be uh, the Ron John Surf Shop location. Uh, and Selfie World is one of 19 locations across the globe. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, nationwide. Uh, and it is the third one in Florida. Uh, the location includes 40 different selfie backgrounds. Um, and some of them are rooms. Some of them are just walls. Um, but you get 40 backgrounds. And, uh, you know, if you're into TikTok or Instagram, I guess this is kind of the place to go. Uh, it is uh, $20 per hour. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, open from 1 to 9, Tuesday through Thursday, 10 to 9, Friday through Saturday, 11 to 7 on Sundays, uh, $20 an hour for adults, and $15 for children 3 to 4. Uh, they do have three timed entry slots. Oh, I'm sorry, 3 to 14. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, that's a small window. <laughs> yeah, very small window. Um, I don't think I would ever use Selfie World, but... I think it looks cool, but I'm trying to figure out, I'm looking at these pictures, and they're not taken like selfies. Like, they're definitely not taken at arm's length. Right. So they must have, like, stands that you put your phone on. I don't know if you set a right, timer. Like, yeah, and, and even Disney did that with their WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, 
their WandaVision set that they had in California, California Adventure, there was a location you could put your phone, set the timer, and then go and, and, and do it. Some of these, you need a long time. There's a guy, like, in a bathtub over here, like, right. covered in, like, foam balls plastic, or something. Plastic balls. So, yeah. uh, that would take, like, how long are you setting this timer for? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Or, I mean, maybe some people have someone with them, but if I mm-hmm. went, I'd be all by myself, right. sad and lonely, taking selfies. Yeah, but don't worry, because you'd be drunk from your pina colada that you had earlier when at the Disney cruise shop. Maybe. All right, any final words? Um, no, we have another story, though. Oh, we do? Yeah. What's our last story? Um, something about a good reason to not move to Florida. Oh, that's right. Uh, a zookeeper from Miami discovered a new spider species in an endangered forest outside of Miami. Um, the new spider is called the Pine Rockland Trapdoor Spider. Ooh, a trapdoor. Um, the zookeeper found the species in 2012 while checking reptile research traps. Um, and they took a picture of the spider, but it didn't match any existing hmm. spice, uh, species in the region. Uh, so when they went back two years later, they actually found a, a copy, uh, a copy, a, a spider that they could uh, take. And they sent it to a college in Georgia where it was determined that it was a new uh, spider species and they confirmed it. So, uh, you know, the the, uh, Miami Zoo wants people to know that uh, you shouldn't be terrified of it. Uh, It could have serious medical benefits because venoms of related species of the spider have been found to contain compounds with a use as in pain medication and cancer treatments. Awesome. So very cool for Florida, but that's reason Mm -hmm. 3,612 that I would probably not move there. Uh, Yeah, except you can't wait. I know. (laughs) Uh, Any other? Now do you have any final party? I do not. All right. So until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.